Welcome to the CXR channel, our premier podcast for talent acquisition and talent management. Listen in as the CXR community discusses a wide range of topics focused on attracting, engaging, and retaining the best talent. We're glad you're here. Hi, everybody. Chris Wade here from Kirk Crossroads. I am bringing you into the fold on a new podcast or video cast series uh, that we've been delivering for, I guess, just about two months now. Now, I get to take on the lucky task of sitting down with an industry leader and a practitioner and ask them to share just one thing, one thing that they've learned uh, on their professional journey, uh, felt as a leader, or that they do uh, in their everyday delivery that, that really makes them successful. Now, these talks are really no more than about 10 or 15 minutes, and as such, we call them an expertise. Now, you can listen in live and participate with questions and chat, or you can find them on our website at cxr.works or Career Crossroads Podcast or on the youtube.com slash Career Crossroads channel. I'm going to tell you, if you're watching live, you realize there's never been a better time to dial in because I apparently look like a pumpkin uh, with the lighting in a remote situation today. So that's a good excuse to push you out, uh, push you out to the YouTube channel and check that out. So if you are with us live, you've got the opportunity to drop a question in the session chat. Uh, and if we have time, we'll try to address them during that segment. If we run out of time or there are follow-up questions, we'll take that conversation over to the open and public exchange that is hosted by CXR and that's at cxr.work uh, slash talent talks. Now, the topic today is one that I have been looking forward to for quite a while. It touches on the subject of DE&I that I think uh, oftentimes gets overlooked that actually sits within an area of talent acquisition that so often gets ignored or avoided. Now we're talking about job descriptions and being conscious of how important gender neutral pronouns can be when creating a successful description. Uh, as our guest today recommends job stories, uh, not descriptions. So let's jump in. Today my guest is Kay Kelson and she is the principal researcher at Zillow. Kay, welcome to the yes. show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here, Chris. I yeah, appreciate I'm really, it. Really, I'm really, really happy to have you. Great. So, <laughs> I enjoy your work, but when you when you talk about gender neutral pronouns uh, in job stories, what are you really talking about? Why is this so important? Well, I think it's important because if we choose certain terms, we eliminate others. We need to think about who to include and that goes with um, females, uh, transgender, uh, disability folks, and stuff like that. And so I, I look at the job story about how we engage with them and how we make them feel welcome and, and thought of, you know, in, uh, when we're seeking talent. And I think it begins with a job story or job descriptions and how we engage with them by using language that they can relate to. And what does what's something like that look like, Kay? Like what, what would be sort of a, a before and after example for those who, who, you know, this might be kind of a new new topic for them? Well, I think, I think sometimes it starts with a title. Like I've seen some titles that had chair, chairman when we should be saying chairperson, you know? Um, when we say um, he or her, we should be also thinking about them and they, you know, it's inclusive. Um, some people don't identify as she and her or he and him. They identify themselves of them and they. Um, sometimes it's also uh, as simple as elitist um, and affinity bias, you know? I know some of us, when we're in tech, we talk about like 
how people associate their jobs or where they're looking out for talent. And a hire manager might say, start talking about, I'd like to have this guy from Harvard, this guy, you know, and we don't think about that that's excluding women or transgender or LGBTQ or um, also it's more like the likability, like um, they'll associate, like I'm gonna go out to go out for a beer with them. You know, when they're interviewing, it's like, oh, this guy's great. I can go for a beer. Or when a woman's being interviewed or talked to, they're like, well, she talks too much, you know? So that likability bias is also part of the inclusion too. Oh, that's interesting. And is it, is it, um, is it lazy to take a swipe through the job descriptions and just get rid of he, she, and replace it with, with them or this person? Or is, is that an appropriate, do, do you think that's sort of an appropriate approach? Yes, uh, you know, the cool thing is that it's not as hard as we think it is. Um, these days, there's some tools out there like Texio and Text Analyzer. There's actually a really good um, tool out there called Gender Decoder that helps you write um, job descriptions in an inclusive way. So we don't really have to overthink it. It's really simple mindset to just um, change that, that description, you know? Um, like Rockstar Hackers, that's very masculine. Now, some women may not think that, but we are eliminating some really awesome talent when we talk about Rockstar or even ageism. You know, that's that's something that, um, especially when we're working in the millennial mindset, um, there's some awesome people who are over 50 <laughs> that can do the job too, you know? Um, even though we're trying to attack the youngins out there, um, attract, not attack, attract the young <laughs> ones, um, we tend to dismiss uh, the people who've been doing the job. And when I'm reading a job and I feel like I'm reading that, I'll automatically eliminate myself because I don't feel like they're going to even give me a chance if they're talking about being a rock star or a guru. Um, it's sort of like, um, it's not a great approach and we need to change that mindset if we want to really attract um, great talent. So Kay, I think I, I have a question that's probably in a lot of people's minds. Uh, yeah. Rockstar, guru, we get that. But what about what about the term ninja? <laughs> well, I personally, I, I like ninja, but I don't think it's appropriate for a job description. I think we need to keep it to the basics and really talk to the reader and really talk to what we're trying to attract. Because again, that's why I like job stories. Because job descriptions tend to just focus um, a template kind of mindset. Like they they focus on the skill set. It's like I need this to be this person to be like me, or I need this person to be like have these different skill sets, or our company is the greatest, you know. And but that's not really speaking to the candidate. We talk about transparency, we talk about values and stuff, but we don't demonstrate those values in the job description. And I know it's it's time consuming. And I know um, most of us uh, recruiters tend to want to write it because we want to help the hiring manager because they don't have time and they rather just, this is what I want. I don't care about anything else. I think it takes a lazy step towards when we use the um, equal opportunity jargon at the end and that checks the box of diversity. And I think that's a mistake 
when we just use that, thinking we covered our bases. Yeah, I, I, I mean, okay, there is an argument that a stand, you know, when when um, leaders or project teams go through to clean up longstanding job descriptions, that a template be designed, and often yeah. that it includes maybe an introduction paragraph, four bullets of requirements, four bullets of uh, what they'll actually be doing all day, and then a call to action, and that keeps it right. really simple. That gets rid of job descriptions. Some of them we've seen. You know, they're just 42 bullets, that's it. Or there are paragraphs and paragraphs or that are everything right. that the hiring manager wishes you could be. Um, so if I tell you that I've got a template and this is my new job description, talk to me just for a second because we've got a minute or two left. Talk to me for just a second on why my job description template uh, should be kind of a little bit of a swipe left in favor of your job story approach. Well, I think you can use a template like you can, you want to mark off what it is that you're advertising, right? But it's how you use the language. It's how you present that. And I think we tend to use bullets because we want to have someone reading it quick and fast and apply. But I also, we're, we're also in this, in this era of social and we're in this era of authenticity. And I don't think by putting bullets in, um, which I don't, I'm not against it, but I think we tend to eliminate the possibility of having good conversations and sharing what it is and why we want that candidate to apply. I think sometimes our ego gets in the way. And if we use a template, it puts us in a position where we constantly look the same. We act the same, we behave the same. And if we don't put a little bit different language in each role, it you're missing out, you know? Okay. Um, and I don't think it takes a lot to make that change. Um, and I don't think, I'm not saying, I'm not excluding, excluding the template mindset, but sometimes we get lazy and then it doesn't, it we'll lose out on some talent. But the story can, I mean, the template could be changed into a story. It's sort of like, you know, instead of just putting out there, like we have values, we have all these benefits, but it's not really inviting people to apply, especially if it's not in a language to where it's going to eliminate me who are going to be wanting to jump at that job. So, okay. I love that. We've got, um, we got a couple of questions that have come in private chat and a few in the public chat here. I'm just going to pull one right out. On. Who, in your opinion, Kay, who does this well? Who should somebody who's getting ready to take on a big project like this go and look at? Go look at their job descriptions. And it's okay if you say Zillow. <laughs> it's totally okay. But well, you know, I, I don't think there's one perfect company, but I know at Zillow, um, the, uh, especially our executive team, um, we kind of set the standards and we really have put a lot of effort into bringing in the talent as part of the conversation instead of us dictating what we want, dictating how we want it. Um, and it's very, it's our efforts of trying to change that language. Um, it is a mind shift because stories, you know, people panic and stuff like that. It's not a novel. Although when you work with marketing team, I work with some uh, awesome leaders who have written job descriptions like six pages, you know? So it's, like, it's like, okay, this is a little bit too much. Um, but the fun part is using tools that can help us. Um, so, but I guess I lost my thought because I just got into <laughs> okay. Zillow. I love Zillow, but um, 
I don't have a specific company, um, but I'm hoping with our conversations like this, we can start influencing and it's okay to fail. It's okay to make mistakes. We learn by that. Um, I love talking about this. So I, I would sit down with anybody and just start picking their brain and start helping them write their job descriptions. But it, if we can change that mindset, I think it'll elevate our, our um, engagement with talent. I think that's great. Okay, this is so cool. I want to look, I want to thank you. And we really appreciate all your time this morning and your willingness to look Holy at crap. A that was fast. Are you serious? <laughs> it does go fast. Our listeners do dial in. We've got um, a website up, guys. We have that exchange. It is cxr.org slash talent talks. And that's going to let you drop some questions in there to Kay. Kay, I heard you volunteer to look at some job descriptions. So yeah, I'm absolutely. Our listeners to, to paste some pretty bad ones in there so we can take a good look at them together. <laughs> I also, and I'll send, I can also send out the um, tools that I recommend. Um, I find it into, I find it like a game. I look at it as a game, a puzzle. Um, it's fascinating. It's fascinating when we take advantage of words. Yeah, it's perfect. I'm looking forward to it. Look at everybody next week. I'm going to be talking with Madeline Loreno, industry analyst and founder of Aptitude Research. She's going to join us on November 19th at 1 p.m. Eastern and share her insights on how to build the foundation of talent acquisition tech within your organization from integration to data to automation. So I suspect whether you are an organization that barely has an ATS uh, or if you're just in the middle of a full-blown system integration or even an automation implementation, I think you're going to want to hear this. So until then, I hope we'll see everybody online at www.cxr.org slash talent talks. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the CXR channel. Please subscribe to CXR on your favorite podcast resource and leave us a review while you're at it. Learn more about CXR at our website, cxr.works, facebook.com and twitter.com slash career crossroads and on Instagram at career X We'll catch you next time.